Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. Okay, now let's get into the practical. And for the practical, I'm going to take a handful of my mantras from my latest workbook, 31 Days of Single on Purpose, and we're going to go deeper into these mantras, and I'm going to leave you with some homework slash exercises. All right, first mantra, love and relationships are only one part of my life, not my entire life. I think you should repeat this because there's such power in the announcement. Love and relationships are only one part of my life, not my entire life. I came up with this because most of my couples that I've, um, not couples, single people, well, couples too, actually, um, they believe that their relationships uh, was their entire life. And if their relationship fell apart or if they didn't have one, then they didn't have a life. They felt incomplete. And so, yes, of course, love and relationships uh, can be a big part of your life, like your career, uh, like your friendships. But loving relationships are, are not the only part of your life. They're not your entire life, right? And so you really have to build a life where it doesn't just hang on your relationships, who you're dating, love. So here's today's exercise. What's one thing you can do to prove to yourself that your life is not just about loving relationships? It doesn't have to be some big, terrifying action. It could be one small action. Just the first domino. I know for me, after divorce, uh, the first thing I did was I started a blog. It's a small thing. I had a lot of time on my hands, and um, I just wanted to journal. And I started a blog, uh, called it The Angry Therapist. And it eventually became um, what gave me a sense of purpose. And it opened so many doors and eventually turned into a career slash platform, right? And at the time, I didn't know any of that. I just wanted to do things in my life so I had a life. So what's one thing you can do today? You can create a blog or you know a newsletter um, documenting your story. You can take an online class or something you've always wanted to learn. Um, you can try to make a new friend. I know that as adults, it's really hard to make friends, especially when you're in a relationship because you just want to hang out with your partner. And so making new friends when you're single is imperative. What about preparing a meal? I don't cook. So when I was uh, single, I would take cooking classes uh, and try to kill two birds. Do something where you're learning something new, but also um, not doing it by yourself, right? So in community, doing something social. What about taking a different type of fitness class, something that you're not used to taking, something that you may be a little scared of, you know? What about exploring your city, going to a part of the city that you rarely or never go to? Okay, next mantra. Today I will practice self-care, not in a cheesy, cliche kind of way, but in a real honest, to me, practical, but more importantly, sustainable way. And I think what's important is to underline sustainable. I think a lot of people go to a retreat and uh, they'll practice self-care for the weekend <laughs> or they will read a book, get all pumped up and you know practice self-care for a little bit and then the wheels fall off. It's really making it sustainable. It's really turning self-care into a lifestyle. 
you know? So redefine what self-care means to you. In Single on Purpose, I talk about how I found myself, um, and I mentioned this before, (laughs) through motorcycles, donuts, and barbells. And um, this was my self-care, you know, a hard, sweaty workout, pushing myself harder than I thought I could, hitting flow states on two wheels. By the way, there's nothing more magical than watching a sunset with a gas tank in between your legs. Um, and allowing myself a treat once in a while, like a donut. And, and this, to me, was self-care. And I share this because self-care doesn't just have to look like massages and exotic vacations, you know. So ask yourself, what does self-care look like for you today? And here's the exercise. Write down your new definition of self-care. Really take a beat and think about it. Because if you don't, society will define it for you. Things you have heard and seen about self-care may not be your truth, like they weren't mine. So focus on what you define as taking care of yourself. And remember, self-care is about taking care of yourself in order to build a better relationship with yourself. So think of self-care as a way to build a relationship, a better relationship with you. And I think another way to do this is when you're taking care of uh, your partner and not in an unhealthy way. I know we're not supposed to take care of each other, but, you know, supporting, championing, doing life with. Um, what do you do for your partner, Right? How do you go above and beyond? How do you love? Can you now do those things for you? For many people, that's going to be really hard. And, you know, that's the stretch. That's the practice. Hey, wanted to share with you something I'm super excited about. If you go to theangrytherapist.com forward slash premium, you not only get commercial-free episodes, but also something I'm introducing called series, rotating wellness topics, but not only lessons, but what do we do with this information? How do we thread this into our life so we could change our life? Go to theangrytherapist.com forward slash premium. All right, next one. I will detach from my distorted thinking so I don't fall into a slippery well. Today, I will detach to connect. This has been a mantra for me all the times I've been single because um, when I'm single, I fall into my cognitive distortions. I mean, a lot of that is because I'm alone, you know? Um, Wait, I'm going to correct myself. I don't want to use the word alone because it's depowering. A lot of that is because... um, I am single is because I'm choosing to be by myself. And when you are by yourself, especially, you know, uh, in the quiet times, there's a lot of thoughts happening. There's a lot of playing back. There's a lot of distorted thinking. And if we're not aware of those distorted thoughts, we can um, allow them to run us. I used to do a lot of black and white thinking. I used to catastrophize. I used to think that uh, because the phone wasn't ringing that nothing's going to happen in my life, uh, that I'm going to be alone forever. I used to jump to conclusions. So it's important to be aware of your thoughts. And here's the thing. If you don't break your pattern now, when you do invest in a relationship, I mean, you're just going to, you may have different thoughts, but those distorted thoughts are still going to not only cripple you, but the relationship, right? So here's today's one thing. Step one, shine a bright light on your thoughts today. 
as you're going throughout the day, just take a minute and um, notice what you're thinking, right, without judgment. Step two, question these thoughts. Where are they coming from? Are they true? Is this a pattern? And then step three, notice reoccurring patterns in your thoughts. You know, growth is all about breaking patterns. So notice your patterns. And then what does it look like to break your patterns? Knowing that breaking your pattern is going to be where the growth happens, right? It's not just being aware. I think that's half. It's the execution piece. So how do you break your patterns in thought? And I know this is difficult because it's abstract. You know, um, going to the gym and putting in a certain amount of work and then seeing the results of that work is tangible and measurable. Um, But this, you know, dissolving cognitive distortions, it's blurry and you don't necessarily see the effects right away. And it's a practice and it's abstract. So it's really hard to do. I get it. But you have to know that it's a practice. You have to know that you have to turn it into a lifestyle and you will see results if you can start thinking clearer, if you can create more distance with your thinking and your thoughts, and you don't just allow what you feel to run you, your life will change, I promise. You will be calmer. Um, <laughs> you, you won't be activated so much. You won't think the sky is falling. All right, here's a little extra homework for you. Schedule your worry. Yeah, that's what I said. Schedule your worry. <laughs> put, it in your, put it in your Google Calendar. Sometimes thoughts just need to be acknowledged, but once they are, they lose their power. Right? It's like it's like trying to tell yourself not to be afraid, and it makes you more afraid, right? Or tell or try to tell yourself to not have anxiety, you know, and then that just it makes it worse. And I think thoughts are like that. So if you schedule your thoughts, like set a timer for ten minutes and just write down all the thoughts that you have, all your distorted thoughts, whatever, just write just unload. So my new joy in life and also super meaningful is running these weekend retreats in Idaho, California. Like-minded people with a common thread of working on themselves, coming together for the weekend, going through some kind of journey or character arc, half somatic experiences like ice plunges and guided hikes, and the other half, group processing, processing about life, love, relationships, and of course, great coffee and homemade food. Come check it out if you want to come. It's uh, like adult summer camp, tatretreats.com to find out when the next one is. That's tatretreats.com, and I will see you in the wild. Everything scattered and flying around in your head, just unload, all of it. And then when the alarm goes off, go back to your life. And if you do this as a practice, um, it's, it's a really good way to kind of clear things up, you know, to shake your mind at your sketch and start with a blank canvas. All right, next mantra, this will be the last one, is um, a super important one. It's about taking ownership. I will take ownership, knowing that ownership is the soil for growth, and without it, nothing can be built, especially your relationship with yourself. So people who don't own, people who are holding on to grudges, people who are pointing fingers and blaming, uh, they are not growing. In order to grow and evolve, you have to not only be aware of your actions, words, thoughts, everything, but also take ownership. So here's today's one thing. 
what's one thing that you can own today? What's one thing that you are willing to take ownership of? So think about your previous relationships. Think about um, all the stuff that's happening now in your life. Um, What are you willing to own? But more importantly, what does that look like? And what does that look like in action and behavior? So noticing that this is something you want to work on, telling yourself, I want to own this, and then finally, what's the action? What are you going to do in action to own this? Is it forgiving someone? Is it um, taking the job? Is it quitting the job? Is it getting back into fitness? Like, what's the action? Is it calling a friend that you haven't talked to in a long time? What's the action that proves that you are going to own this piece? All right, that's the practical. See if you can do these things and see if you can do them in a way that they're threaded into your life. So it's not a one-time thing, but it's a, it's a lifestyle thing. 